Well, it is another cold, rainy day. <laughs> another cold, rainy day. But yesterday and the day before yesterday, so at the time that I'm recording this podcast is actually Friday. So this podcast released on Mondays. So Friday, so Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday, we had beautiful, sunny, warm days. And actually today is not that cold. Um, I think it's in the, the uh, 60s. So that's actually pretty warm. And so, um, but it is rainy. But I did enjoy Wednesday and Thursday because it was so beautiful, so warm. And actually yesterday, I started to see wasp and bumblebees um, outside, you know. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, mm-mm. Go back where you came from because this weather is not going to stay like this. But it was just really amazing to see. I was gnats. It was just all kind of bugs coming out. And for two days, they they didn't come. I didn't see them Wednesday, but they were out Thursday. I didn't see them Wednesday or Thursday. No, I didn't see them Wednesday, but I saw them Thursday. So they were out. So I can only imagine how confused they are. Um, because it's, it's, they're probably all gone back in today, but, um, I did get out and actually, you know, was able to walk my dog and a friend of mine came over and we walked our dog, our dogs. And we just had a really good time enjoying the warm weather. And so, um, one of the things that I've noticed, um, the few days and really more than just these two days, I was, I was paying attention to them on Thursday, but just really over a course of time, I've noticed um, hawks nest in the, in the um, the trees. And the reason I say hawk nest because the nests are really, really, really big. It's a really big, huge nest, and some of them are kind of down low, and some of them are extremely high up into the trees, and just about. Um, so my yard, my backyard is literally like the forest. It's, it's the woods. It's just like nothing but, um, acres and acres and acres of land. Um, and so you have all of these trees and most of the trees have some kind of really big nest in them. And the nests are too big to have been made by like, um, you know, a sparrow or a mockingbird. It's, this is definitely a hawk's nest. And um, I do have hawks out. I do see them all the time, see them almost every day. And, um, but something else too, sometimes uh hawks you know they use their nest they may not use that nest again some of some of them do but they may not use that nest the following year and so an owl would then come and use it and then sometimes owls will hijack a hawk's nest as well um and so i do have an owl out there because um i've seen the owl but um i've also there's been plenty of nights where you know, it's out there hooting. <laughs> and so, um, one night it was really loud and I was just like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's kind of scary and spooky. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's what it is. It's, it's, that's nature for you. 
especially when you live um, where I live. And so today, as I prepare this for you, there's going to be two different things that I talk about. But for right now, it is the nest. And I'm not going to talk a whole lot about the nest but you know you can go to allaboutbirds.org as you know when I was doing the bird series this is one of my favorite websites to get information about birds and then of course their nest and so I want to read to you a little bit I think I do about their nest yeah nest and eggs so um this was well that's really not important so some of these nests sometimes they can be um, up to 80 feet i guess it depends on um how that's and this was like sometimes they'll they'll make a nest in like a pole a light pole um but here there's really no need to do this i think this is in like north carolina but here there's really no need for them to do that because there's plenty of trees but red-tailed hawks may or may not use the same nest from year to year. I said that. A pair may have a few nests in the area and may fix up two or more nests uh, for breeding season before they finally settle down and choose one. And that could be why there's so many hawk nests. I think I've counted at least six um, literally right just within my backyard. Um Let's see. A red-tailed hawk pair has been nesting above. No, we don't need that. This is because I'm this information that's on this website is uh, about a, is at a particular um, school, so we don't need that. But the general information you can generalize anywhere. Um, so, but they, you know, it does say on here, as I stated before, that they sometimes um, they will leave their nests. Um, they'll make several, and then they'll. You know, then the owls will then, they may come in and um, use that nest where they'll hijack the nest. But other than that, I mean, it's just really a big nest in the tree. So um, there's actually one in one particular tree in my yard that I've tried to knock down <laughs> because I want to cut the tree down as the tree is not really big. But I'm like, why would a nest be there? The tree is at least probably 10 feet tall. This is a small tree. And, um, I've tried to, uh, I've been wanting to cut the tree, so I was cutting some limbs off of it, and I'm like, why is it a nest right there? This nest is huge, and uh, but I'm like looking around, because I'm like, I don't want to get attacked, you know, if they think I'm trying to go and get their eggs or something like that, but the nest is abandoned. I, most of the, I think most of the nests that I've seen are are actually um, abandoned. But so it was just interesting, but I was trying to knock this nest down, but yeah, that didn't work, but it's got to come down because the tree has to come down. So anyway, because of that, um, talking about the nest has, um, it, it brought me to a particular story in the Bible. Um, when I was thinking about the nest itself and it being in a tree and it being up so high and because I have so many in my yard it brought me to a story in the bible it reminded me of a story and so today I'm going to read from the easy to read version and I'm going to read from Luke 19 and it reads I'm going to start from verse 1 and I'm going to end at verse 10 and it says Jesus was going through the city of Jericho in Jericho there were 
there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a wealthy, very important tax collector. He wanted to see who Jesus was. There were many others who wanted to see Jesus too. Zacharias was too short to see above the people. So he ran to a place where he knew Jesus would come. Then he climbed a sycamore tree so that he could see. Verse 5. When Jesus came to where Zacchaeus was, he looked up and saw him in the tree. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus hurried and came down. He was happy to have Jesus in his house. Everyone saw this. They began to complain. Look at the kind of man Jesus is staying with. Zacchaeus is a sinner. Boy, how judgmental we can be, right? Verse 8, Zacchaeus said to the Lord, I want to do good. I will give half of my money to the poor. If I have cheated anyone, I will pay them back four times more. Jesus said, today is the day for this, is, for this family to be saved from sin. Yes, even this tax collector is one of God's chosen people. The son of man came to find lost people and save them. I really love this story uh, because Zacchaeus was short, <laughs> right? He was short. And um, if you listen to the podcast last week, um, I had my husband on here and we were talking about, uh, Lord, let me get his, his name right, Eucheus, Eutychus, 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 I think it's the pronunciation of it forgive me if I'm not getting it right but he was the man who was uh sitting in the window when Paul was speaking for a very long time and the dude fell out the window we really should have reenacted that he fell out the window because he fell asleep and he fell three stories down and died so um but unlike him, this is Zacchaeus actually climbing a tree to see Jesus. And he was a short man. And um, I'm going to show you something about the tree, the particular tree that he climbed. But thankfully, he did not fall out the tree. So in this text, the tree that Zacchaeus climbed. So it reminded me, the, the nest reminded me of this story. But I, as I was reading, I wanted to focus in also on the tree. The nest reminded me of this story because it was so many nests in the backyard. And I just thought, oh, there is a particular character in the Bible that climbed a tree, you know. But the tree that Zacchaeus climbed was a sycamore tree. And there's something kind of unique about the sycamore tree. So I'm going to read a little bit. Um the sycamore tree there's there's multiple ones but i'm not gonna talk about the american sycamore tree and the reason is is because jesus was not in america okay so some of the species here um of different things is gonna be a little slightly different in you know different continents or whatnot on different continents so jesus was not in america so we're not going to talk about the american sycamore tree we're actually going to talk about the sycamore tree in africa and so, um, sabi, sabi.com. And here is some interesting facts about the sycamore tree. 
says a sycamore tree is a member of the Morocco. No, I'm not gonna even try to pronounce that, which is also includes the common edible fig. This is what I want to focus on. It is a fig tree. The sycamore tree has figs on it. Now, if you remember in the Bible, there was a story where Jesus cursed the fig tree. Now, I don't know if that particular fig tree was a sycamore tree, but I didn't know that the sycamore tree was a fig tree. So I ho hope that makes sense. So the, the fig tree that Jesus cursed in the Bible, when he cursed that fig tree, I believe, as a matter of fact, Joyce Meyer preached a message on it, and she said she believed that the the that Jesus cursed the fig tree because the fig tree was phony, meaning that the tree was supposed to bear fruit and it didn't. So apparently, fig trees, and not maybe necessarily the sycamore fig tree, but fig trees are supposed to have fruit on it all year round, but that fig tree did not have it. So Jesus is pretty much like, you're not doing the job that you're called to do, you're going to die. Because you don't keep a, tr a, a tree that is supposed to bear fruit. If it's not bearing fruit, there's no point in keeping that tree because you're not getting the fruit off of it. This is kind of the mentality, you know, of what Jesus is trying to uh, say here. And so he cursed the fig tree because it was not producing any fruit. So this tree... Is a, is a fig tree. This sycamore tree is a fig tree. So um, it is in Africa, parts of Africa, um, and the Sahara, the Sahara Desert. Um, this tree is, it can, it can obtain great heights, sometimes growing 15 meters or more. Very easy to identify, has a yellowish bark on it. Um, the wood is very soft. Um, and it says it produces an abundance of fruit almost all year round. So it says it right there. So Joyce Meyer must have been, um, correct in her, in her, th well, she said that she found out that these trees are supposed to produce fruit all year round. So if the fig tree, I don't know that it was a sycamore tree that Jesus actually cursed, but it was a fig tree. So it's probably safe to say it's a sycamore or it was in the sycamore family, but he cursed that tree because it did not produce any fruit. And so it says here that it produces an abundance of fruit almost all year round. And so the fruit that it produces, many animals and birds feed on it. Monkeys, bamboo, baboons, birds, bats, um, plenty of species, even elephants will um, eat the fruit off this tree and so the fruit in this particular story though is not really significant but what's significant about the tree is Zacchaeus was short so I'm 5'4 and I know I'm short I can remember growing up I don't know what kind of trees we had growing up in South Dallas, Texas. Okay, South Dallas if you're from Texas you I'm, I don't have to say Texas you know what South Dallas is but I don't know what kind of trees we had, but I do remember that they were easy to climb. To climb, I know that it wasn't a sycamore tree, but they were the trees were easy to climb. Here in Georgia, you're not climbing these trees unless you're a professional, a lumberjack. Okay, it's just not going to happen. And the sycamore tree was an easy tree to climb because it it had a short sort of stock, and then where it would split out. The branches would split out 
it would split out really around five feet or so because it was it was just you could just get right on it and climb so if he he was a short guy he would have been able to climb the sycamore trees i thought that was pretty significant at least that i noticed in watching or reading the story is that if he was able to climb the tree so that he could see jesus this was a short enough tree for him to climb also another interesting thing is i happened to run across a video um and i guess it was a tourist video but apparently the tree that uh, zacchaeus climbed in jericho is still there <laughs> the sycamore tree is still there and if you google it you will actually see the video but you will actually see pictures of the sycamore tree and they have it fenced off and um it's, it's like really pretty in that area and um it looks like it has a big hole in it like in the the found well i wouldn't say the foundation but like the side of the tree there's just like this really big you know hole that's probably this cavity that's sort of decayed over the years but the tree is in the every picture i see the tree is in full bloom and so i'm pretty sure that there is fruit on that tree but it's interesting and it, if you look at the tree you can look at it and tell that it is pretty easy to climb so um it's not that far you know the bark is not the base of it and stuff it's not um so high to where you can't you know jump and then pop your foot up on one branch and your arm on another branch and keep climbing up the tree so but apparently the tree is still there so i thought that was pretty cool and they say this is the tree that zacchaeus climbed and it is a part of history so to get back to the word zacchaeus had to be very determined to see jesus and there's been so many different things that have happened over the last two weeks. And in my mind, I am so determined to see Jesus. This world is crazy. There's so much going on. There's so much famine and sickness and disease. And even before uh, COVID hit, there was still things here and there's still poverty. And I'm still around um people who are not as fortunate and it just I've really had a, a humbling in my personal experience over the past two weeks I've God has really humbled me because I've been in some situations where I'm just like Lord forgive me I missed it I want to see you I want to climb the tree to see you. If you know what, if you're not right here, wherever you are, I want to be wherever you are. I want to be in the safest place to be is in the will of God. And Zacchaeus was so determined and he was a tax collector. People were like, no, you can't hang around him. No, he's a he's a sinner. He's this, he's that. But God didn't care. God saw how determined he was climbing that tree I mean like you you have to really like really be persistent on trying to see him if you're gonna climb a tree I don't know what he had on I don't know if he had on a nice suit or what 
what kind of garments he had on, but he climbed a tree. He didn't care what he looked like. He didn't care what people thought. He just wanted to get to Jesus. He just wanted to see him. He, I, he wasn't really even expecting him to respond, to say anything to him. But then the next thing that really caught my attention is that when he got up to the top enough, you know, high enough in the tree to where Jesus could see him, Jesus noticed him. He noticed him. Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. I must stay at your house. I just, I'm like, wow, that's just so significant to me. I must stay at your house. So you don't bypass all of these other people. You're going to stay at Zacchaeus' house. I didn't know if he knew Zacchaeus, but he was like, I'm going to be at your house. And Zacchaeus hurried down from the tree and you know, Jesus is staying in his house and he forgives him. And, you know, just, you're, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you were a sinner. It doesn't matter who in your house is a sinner. And Zacchaeus was just so humble. In verse eight, Zacchaeus said to the Lord, I want to do good. I want to do good, which, which indicates that maybe he wasn't doing good before. I want to do good. I will give half of my money to the poor. I mentioned this in a couple of podcasts ago that the biggest gift and reward that you can get from God is when you give to the poor. When you want God to bless you and do things in your life, give to the poor. And so he didn't say anybody else. He didn't classify anyone else. He classified the poor. And then he said, if I cheated someone, which means that he may not have been doing taxes the way he was supposed to, I will pay them back four times more. He could have said twice, twice as much. He said four times more. And then Jesus said, today is the day for this family to be saved from sin. Yes, even the tax collector is one of God's chosen people. It doesn't matter who you are. And that is just what's so significant and so great about this story is that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you spent a life incarcerated. It doesn't matter if you were abandoned as a child. It doesn't matter if you are considered the black sheep. It doesn't matter if you feel like you don't ever get anything right. It doesn't matter if you are not as successful as you think you should be. It doesn't matter. You are God's chosen people. You are God's chosen. So Zacchaeus was so determined to see Jesus. So that meant there was something in him that he needed, that he wanted, that he desired. And so the last couple of weeks, I really had to recognize that. Okay, God, I've been selfish in this area or I missed the mark on this area. You know what? I need to see you. I want to see you. I want to get in my word more. I need to pray more. I need to take more time out of my day to pray. I need to talk to you. There are times where I'm, I'm like, I need to talk to you. Okay, I got, it's too much going on. It's too much noise. I got to get away from the noise. I got to get away from the noise. Okay, I'm going to have to send the kids over here. Uh, honey, can you go take care of such and such out in the yard? I got to have some time to myself for a moment. I need to talk to the Lord. I need to climb the tree. I need to talk to the Lord. 
because I am one of his chosen people. I need to hear from him. I need to get rid of all of the noise. I need to quiet my spirit, I need to quiet, calm down, and I need to talk to the Lord. And over the last two weeks, I have been in a place where of conviction, really just in a place of the Lord dealing with me and showing me areas of my own personal life where I missed the mark. And I'm just like, okay, I'm climbing a tree because I want to know, well, what else? And usually when the Lord convicts you or somebody, you know, anybody can do something or say something that's convicting, you don't feel good. But for me, the last two weeks, some of the stuff that he's shown me has been such an eye opener. I've actually been really happy that he showed it to me because I did not want, I don't want to die and miss my reward in heaven because I missed out on something or I misjudged something or I didn't understand. I didn't get something. I'm so glad that he's been merciful enough to show me. And the things that, you know, he was convicting me on, it wasn't necessarily something just so bad. It really, really, they were simple things, but they were simple things that meant so much to me to where I can miss out on my reward in heaven. Because, you know, when we die, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, of course, you're going to go to heaven. But when you get to heaven, there are certain rewards that you can have. And it's we really can't imagine what those things are. The Bible put them in categories as go. Um, well, we put them in categories as like go, silver, bronze. We put them in categories like that, you know. Um, but with God, you have categories like rubies, okay, diamonds, what, what are you building your foundation on? Is your house, you remember the story with the three little pigs where they're going to huff and puff and blow your house down? You got one that built their house out of hay. You know, do you, it, when the storms come by, what are you going to have? When the fire of the Lord come through and, and show you areas in your life where you need to make adjustments, what's going to be there when he add fire to it? Is it going to be wood? Is it going to be stubble? Is it going to be hay? Is it going to be diamonds? What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Is it going to be gold? We go through the fire. We come out as pure gold. What is it going to be? And so you will get rewards based on the things that you've done on this earth for the Lord. And it's so important to, to, to really um, make the difference because we think, oh, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm nice to my neighbors. I'm nice to my coworkers. But, you know, first of all, we don't go to heaven because we're a nice person. Really, you could go to heaven and not even be a nice person. But it's the things that you do for the Lord. Okay. So if I have a job and I'm just going to my regular nine to five every day and I'm just being nice to everybody just because I think I'm going to get to heaven because I'm, I'm nice. I'm saved, but I'm nice. That's not getting me any rewards. Okay, so then how do I get the rewards? So I have to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me do on my job? Who would you have me encounter? What would you have me say? So then you might go to work and there is one person on the job that everybody makes fun of and they don't want to talk to. I remember I worked for this one job 
early on, like one of my first major jobs, fresh out of high school. And there was a lady that everybody thought was strange. And sure enough, I kind of thought she was strange. She wore her hair extremely different. It was like something out of a, a matter of fact, an old African movie. It was a very different style of it. Her, her hair, it looked like she would wear it in like, it looked like she had a pine cone on her head. Literally, she wore her hair and it looked like she had a pine cone. It was wrapped and draped and it was just really weird looking to me at the time and to everybody else at that time. And she wore uh, big baggy pantsuits with extremely tall like heels all the time. And everybody else kind of, you know, they dressed casual or whatnot, but it wasn't, um, you know, it was like she was dressed um, like she was it was more of a business environment and which was nothing wrong with that but it just it was different from what everybody else was wearing and she had very 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 long nails and some of her nails curled because they were so long and I think that they were hers and so she was very quiet um I think she smelled weird at least what that's what we all thought at that time and so people treated her differently but the approach that I eventually got to was, you know what? I want to know what her story is. I'm no longer going to judge her based on her looks, right? Lord, give me the right opportunity to spark up a conversation with her so I can find out who she really is. And so I remember after I prayed that prayer, we we happened to be um, at lunch at the same time and we were in the break room at the same time and it was just the two of us and lo and behold she actually sparked up a conversation with me and turned out she was a pretty nice person I think she may have had some kind of um, mental issues or something going on I think it was something there but it didn't have to define who she was and so, um, yeah, and so maybe going on your job and, in, and saying, you know, Lord, who would you have me minister to today? Who would you have me talk to today? What would you have me to say? Well, that person over there, they're always by themselves. Nobody ever talks to them. Would you want me to talk to them? What would you want me to say? Arrange it to where there is the perfect opportunity for me to say something. It's what you do for the Lord that matters. You can have a wonderful job. I know I'm going to school, um, you know, to work as a psychologist and, and just really to be all in, in, in mental health and things like that. I could go and have that kind of job and work every day and still none of it be for the Lord. You have to pray and ask him to what would you have me to do? And Zacchaeus was willing to give all of that up, all of the things that, he, the way he was living. He was willing to let go. Well, I'll pay them back four times more. I'll do this. I'll do that. I won't cheat anyone anymore. I won't do that, you know. And the Lord honored that. He honored that. He didn't judge like the other people. Well, look what kind of man Jesus is staying with. He's staying with a sinner. 
We can be so judgmental, but that is not what Jesus did. So I love the fact that, I don't know, somehow looking at these nests in the tree and then finding out that the sycamore tree is a fig tree was pretty cool. But I just love the fact that it reminded me of Zacchaeus because, man, I, I just, what a story. What a story. It reminds me of the woman with the issue of blood who she didn't really care who was around. She just wanted to touch the hem of God's garment. She, she didn't need to touch his leg. She didn't touch his ankle. She didn't need to have a conversation with him. She just wanted to touch the hem, not even thinking that he would even notice. It wasn't until power entered out of him due to her faith that he noticed that somebody had touched him. So he wasn't even aware that she was there. She, he was not even aware that she was there until that happened. Zacchaeus, what would have happened if he never climbed the tree? Sometimes you got to do stuff that's just weird to other people that just, it don't make sense. It seems stupid. Zacchaeus wasn't thinking about anybody. He was just trying to get to Jesus. So he climbed the tree. I mean, if we were out somewhere trying to see somebody and somebody climbed a tree, you'd be looking at them like, man, look at this nut climbing a tree. Zacchaeus didn't care, though. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see the Savior, the Messiah. So I love this story. So as I've done my reflection, I've reflected a lot today, Friday, as I'm recording this podcast, I've reflected a lot. And I just think about the things that the Lord has corrected me personally on over the last two weeks. And just, you know, I'm just so grateful and thankful because I'm willing to climb that tree to see him. What else do you need to show me? What else do I need to figure out that, that I'm doing that I, could, that I could change and do a little bit better? Thank you for showing me. Thank you for seeing that I am a chosen one. And I'm no longer a sinner and you've forgiven me for the things that I've done wrong, even though they seem so minute, but they're really not. They're so significant to me. Thank you, Lord, for your patience and for your kindness and for coming to my house to stay with me and show me myself. We don't ever like to see ourselves, right? It's so easy you know, to point out all of the flaws that somebody else has, but to actually look at ourselves and to evaluate ourselves, that's something. And oftentimes we can't do it. And that's why the Lord does it. That's why the Holy Spirit does it. And so the fact that he was able to just step outside of his comfort zone. Okay, I'm short, but that's not going to stop me. Be it my circumstance is not going to stop me from getting to the Lord. That's another big moral part of this of this story, right? My circumstance, whether I'm short, I'm too loud, I'm too soft-spoken, whatever. It's not going to stop me from getting what I need from the Lord. Don't let your circumstance keep you from getting correction from the Lord, from getting blessed from the Lord, from getting instruction from the Lord, whatever it is to make adjustments in your life. He was ready to make the adjustments in his life. So he climbed the tree. He climbed the tree to get to Jesus. So, hey, I think that's pretty awesome. So that's all I have for today. 
on the podcast. I hope you enjoy. And you can really, really think about this and really, really apply it to your life and spend time reflecting on your life and the things and the areas of your life that maybe need a little bit of correction and just getting to a point where in spite of your circumstance, you want to see Jesus. You want to see what he has for you and have that conversation with him, knowing that he loves you and he's got your back. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, Encouragement from Christmas Backyard. And hopefully we'll get some more sun. They're trying to say it's going to rain the rest of the week. Well, the week is pretty much over, but all until next week. So I'm hoping that um, we will get some more sunshine because, again, Wednesday and Thursday was so beautiful. And I was paying attention, y'all, to what's what's out there. I'm paying attention. Okay, so. You might hear there might be some more wasp and um, bumblebees on the podcast. And actually, the wasp has also some sort of significant connection to the sycamore tree. So maybe we can get into that on another podcast. But until then, thank you again for listening. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. Hi, this is Kristen, and thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. You know, the Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, maybe after listening to the podcast, if you are not saved, you're thinking, I would love to give my life to Christ. If so... All you have to do is confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, and he will, and then say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And you know what? It is done. You are saved. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to follow me on social media, I am at three different places on Instagram. You can follow me at KB Simple Life, Encouragement from Kristen, or my business page, Traveling Psychology Girl. Thank you so much for listening and supporting what I'm doing here. God bless you. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.